on today's episode of I Didn't Say That, Nevada. Let's go. So, so Nevada caucuses. Nevada caucuses. So I guess sometimes they can count when they feel like it. Well, well, well. Let's. T- <laughs> <laughs> so Nevada was yesterday. Bernie won big, as everyone knows. Bernie's the front runner. The Democrats are really going to do this, <laughs> and um, but yeah. So it seemed like. Well, let's just start at the beginning. So Nevada had a whole bunch of early voting in their caucuses and everything. But finally, yesterday at around 2 p.m. Eastern time, it was doors are closed. Time for results. And it took forever. I don't think I don't think really networks started calling until like eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night. Yeah, it was a disaster. Um, I'm sorry. Let me put that in perspective for you. Lay it on. As of 8, 11 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday, February 23rd, 88% of Nevada is reporting. 30 hours later, they have still not given us a full count. But we know what's what's happened. This is Bernie, 47.1%. Joe Biden, 20.9%. How did Joe Biden get votes? Uh, Buttigieg, 13.6%. Warren, 9.7%. Bernie right now has 10 delegates. Biden has two delegates. Um, But it's, for the most part, a complete and total blowout for Bernie. Um... He has cemented himself as the front runner. We have South Carolina this this Saturday. We have the debate on Tuesday. I don't know if we're gonna have more. I'm a, I would assume we're gonna have town halls. Oh, so whenever CNN can butt into somebody else's debate, they yeah, will. we've got to have town halls this week with someone. I mean, there there have to be like African American town halls because we've done Iowa white, New Hampshire white, Nevada Hispanic, and now South Carolina. Black folk. <laughs> um, no, this is the African American vote. Um, so uh, maybe the most prominent South Carolina Democrat, James Clyburn, is going to endorse Joe Biden on Wednesday. And um, do endorsements even matter anymore? Well, maybe they do and they don't. Um, you know, you never know in these kind of traditional, you know, kind of states. I tend to think that they they don't matter as much anymore just because of our ability to engage with candidates more than we ever have before. So we have more of an ability to make up our mind rather than tie ourselves to, you know, like some local politician. And the only news that we got was from a newspaper once a day. So I think things are a little bit different than they used to be. But still, endorsements never hurt. I don't think it's going to hurt them. Um 
but here's the deal. I mean, also, the Democrat. What? South Carolina, Trump won 54% of the vote and Hillary only won 40%. So the election, the primary in and of itself is just silly. Like, who cares? Who cares what state they get? They're not actually getting it. Well, yeah, but it's, like I said, the South Carolina, remember, Nevada and South Carolina were bumped up in the primary calendar to account for the fact that the demographics of those states are different than that of Iowa and New Hampshire. That's the compromise. Also, not to diverge too much, but I'm looking through the 2016 results. <laughs> And I got down to Utah and I forgot about McMuffin. <laughs> McMuffin. McMuffin. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, there was this super annoying establishment Republican who decided he was going to run against Trump. And I'm pretty sure the only state he actually registered in was Utah. And his name was McMullen. But everybody called him McMuffin. And I'm just now looking He was at like that. a staffer. <laughs> it was a joke. He was like a Hill staffer. He's like, I'm going to run against Donald Trump. And only in one state because that's how you win elections, by People running like, in one state. <laughs> wow. You're delusional. Anyway, sorry. Anyways, wow, McMuffin. <laughs> no, great call out. Great call out. I think that's the purpose of this podcast, to bring up fun stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, um, Bernie rode Latinos to victory, a 37 percentage point victory among Latino caucus goers for Bernie Sanders. Uh, latest poll in South Carolina today was out today. CBS had Biden at 28, Bernie at 23. So Bernie's there in South Carolina. Um, it's going to be interesting what happens this week if the Democrat establishment is going to just jump behind one particular candidate and be like, okay, we've got to stop Bernie, or if they're going to wait to see what happens in South Carolina and go from there. I mean, what are they expecting is going to happen? <laughs> Obviously, like, Bernie's going to win. I doubt Biden... I doubt Biden even gets second. Like, okay, what do they do if Bernie gets first by a lot and Steyer is second and Biden is third and Warren is fourth? What are they going to do? I mean, Warren's got to, Warren's going to drop out. It's well, I don't think Warren's going to get fourth. Sometime soon. But you get my point. Like, you're not going to go with Biden. He's a train wreck. He's not going to win. And you're not going to go Mayor with Steyer. He's Pete. even more of a train wreck. Mayor Pete. In this scenario, he came in l l lower than fourth mayor pete's third in south carolina we'll see no sorry steyer is sorry steyer's third in south carolina mayor pete's like six that's what i'm saying steyer's gonna come in the top three sorry i was thinking steyer and then they're gonna then they're not gonna know what to do because they they're don't not like steyer bloomberg is this x factor but it seems like his favorability dropped like 20 points after the debate or something like that he's the worst yeah, he's uh, he's not particularly the best candidate that the Democrats could possibly put forward. But, you know, right now, it's the party of Bernie Sanders. Um, Socialism is here, folks. We used to laugh about here. it. 
but it's it's actually here and it's scary (laughs) and that's why so that's why i think that we are going against the conventional wisdom here because i think there's a lot of conventional wisdom especially amongst the media so you know we're on the right side when we're skeptical of that (laughs) and but i think there's a lot of conventional wisdom in trump land and in uh you know, moderate Democrat land where Bernie is the last thing that is like the least likely option to beat Trump. <laughs> to which I say, I wouldn't bet on that. Yeah. Honestly, if it had been Bernie Trump in 2016, like who knows? Because the fact of the matter is, in 2016, Trump and Bernie were talking about the same things, but had different solutions. And Trump won and fixed it. And now Bernie's trying to say the same things are wrong when they're not. Well, that's the issue. That's the the problem that Bernie's going to have. And that's why I think the conventional wisdom is so up against uh, Bernie, which is that, well, Bernie's message works, but not when unemployment is at record lows when african-american unemployment is at record lows when hispanic unemployment is at record lows you know when you know the stock market is at record highs like it's a very um you know bernie's argument does speak to a large percentage of the population and we've gone over it in this podcast where you know 40 percent of americans if they were all of a sudden hit with a $1,000 emergency, they don't know where the money's, co- money's coming from. 33% of this country, if they had an unexpected $100 charge for their credit card, would be worried that they would be maxing out. They wouldn't be able to, to take the charge because they'd hit their credit limit. So, you know, and then also, we've said this a couple of times, but Bernie Sanders has an answer to a couple of questions that, frankly, Republicans have never done a good job answering, which is, okay, you don't have health insurance. You get into a car accident. You have a $100,000 bill. How are you going to pay for that? And Bernie Sanders' answer is, we've got you covered. And the Republican answer has been, you shouldn't have gotten into a car accident. <laughs> and that's not going to work. And, that's, and it's not a great answer. And it's not a great answer. And I say that as a Republican, we do a very poor job of communicating how our health insurance plans are better than the Democrats' plans. And that's because they aren't. Well, okay. So, no, Republicans, I mean don't, Republicans don't have... A health insurance plan because they believe it should be covered by the private market. The well, Democrats yeah. version is to have the government handle it. Mm-hmm. And the correct option is neither of those. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and the other thing is, you know, I mean, let's face it. There is no political party that is beholden to Democrats always like to say the Republican Party is beholden to the NRA. I don't think that that's true, but I do think the Republican Party, for some respect, in a lot of respects, is beholden to the pharmaceutical industry. And we, the simple simple fact of the matter is that Republicans don't have a good answer for why someone 
is unable to afford insulin on our side of the border, drive 20 minutes north into Canada and purchase insulin over the counter. But on the flip side, why are people in Canada being told they just need to go home and die and said come to America and now they're cured and live for 30 more years? Didn't say the system was better overall in Canada, simply pointing out that there's an inefficiency in our system that but this is my seems point. we need to correct this pretty Neither easily. side has Same a with good EpiPens. Answer. Same with EpiPens. It's cheaper it's cheaper for EMTs and emergency serv- emergency ambulance services to carry Narcan than it is to carry EpiPens. There should be something around that, you know, no pharmaceutical companies can be a public company. You can't be on the stock market. You can't advertise. You can't. Well, I don't know if they can't be on the stock market, but I would Why definitely get rid of television only, advertising. When you're on the stock market, your job is to bring value to your shareholders. That is your job. But the job of pharmaceutical should be to cure diseases. Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> oh. Because this is the cru- this is the crux of the issue. And you didn't is even that- let me finish. And they shouldn't be allowed to advertise. Yeah. And if you take away those things, they should have enough money to properly price out drugs. They spend a ridiculous amount of money on advertising. To which, to which, yeah, billions, billions of dollars a year. I don't disagree. I agree that. Direct, and also, this direct wasn't to, direct to consumer direct to consumer advertising by pharmaceutical companies does not make sense. Okay. I don't even like advertising. There is not there to is, doctors. There is not no. Well, no, I'm fine with there. That. Can, there should be just medical science journals where every month they tell you all the new drugs, and the doctors have to go and they have to read it, and they make sure to prescribe the best things to their patients. Period. It shouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to give you this drug because they came over to me and said they give me a kickback if I sold a hundred. No, no, that doesn't make any sense for anyone except for the drug companies. So. We need to do a podcast on this. <laughs> I'm not, we can't, we can't, this isn't like, we're not prepared to go down this. I'm simply going to state for the fact that it does cost billions and billions and billions of dollars in research and development to come up with new drugs. Right. And that's and, why I yeah, don't like America, Bernie's plan. America subsidizes it right now. And that's why the cost of drugs in America is higher than anywhere else because we're the richest country in the world and we subsidize the rest of the world's drug development. One of the numerous things we do for the rest of the world that we get zero credit for and zero love for, but it is something that happens. It is, once again, an inefficiency in our system, but that is the rationale for it. Um, We have to do an episode on that later this year, but we're not doing it right now. Okay. Um, Well, then... Move but yeah, on from that point. But 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 I but I but I think the point stands is that I think it's it's very easy to write Bernie Sanders off quickly and just be oh he's a socialist lunatic. Well, yeah. Where the answer he is, is where it's well it goes back to sort of the Andrew Yang point and it is why are we dismissing Donald Trump's victory and not trying to understand what why Donald Trump won, right? As a Democrat, it's like okay. Donald Trump won. He's president. That's a fact. Why? That's the question you should ask. And the question that we should be asking as Republicans is, why is Bernie Sanders winning? 
right? What well, what you just about told what's... me we're not allowed to discuss it. I just told you it's healthcare. Well, I mean, that's the question. Is it healthcare? Is it just free stuff? Is it, you know, a chicken in every pot? What and... are the two things he's offering? Free healthcare and free college? Free everything. What else is he offering that's free? That's the only two I can remember. I mean, it doesn't matter. Those two things will cost you 70% taxes. So you're basically bankrupt. Living wage, living wage, $15 minimum wage. Green New Deal. You know. The college one irks me so much. I really don't like the college one. Because why is it my responsibility to pay your loans? The fact that the prices are so expensive is because the government got involved. If you look back 40, 50 years ago, college was super affordable. Not a lot of people went, but you could afford it. And then all of a sudden the government was like, oh, it's not fair that the super poor can't go. So we're going to give you loans. Oh, and then we're just going to allow free money to stream to these universities who are just going to jack up their rates. And now you got to take out even more. And it's just no one is asking colleges, why is it so expensive? They get donations. We have churned out a generation of debtors. Because we've allowed colleges to just yep. price hike for no reason. And the government is subsidizing it. And well it's all it's all administrative costs too. If you look at the colleges, if you look at the if the if you look at the amount that administrative costs have ballooned in higher education over the past four decades when this, you know, you have to have a four year degree fad took off, you can see that administrative costs in colleges have ballooned during that time. You know, you're not paying for a better education. You're paying for things like basket weaving. You're paying for, you know, your, you know, office of affirmative action, your office of, you know, transgender women's, you know, reproductive rights. You know, you have to have you have to offer that as a major these days. And then kids come out of college with no work experience because internships are frowned upon because you're working for the man. Um also, unpaid internships do create a caste system itself, but well, we can get into that uh, another time. But, you know, it, it is a system that people earn roughly useless degrees. Yep. And then get into the real world and are like, oh, wait, this isn't college. Nope, definitely isn't. Um. And then have to go to cities for higher salaries in order to pay their high student loan costs and then having to pay even more higher uh, rents plus their high student loans. So they're living with six people in a shoebox. <laughs> but this is, this is what irks me so much about Bernie Sanders is that he has correctly identified some problems. Yep. But his solutions are awful. Well, Just I mean, that's your point with Andrew terrible. Yang, too, right? Yes. But I give them credit because there are a lot of Democrats yep. who don't even identify the correct issues. They're like, let's see if I can remember a ridiculous one. It'll come to me in a little bit. But the, most of the time, they're like, oh, oh, it's usually like, oh, you know. Well, yeah, Julian Castro. Rep- we have to talk about reproductive, reproductive rights, rights for, for transgender. Trans women. 
Like, no one gives <laughs> a flying you-know-what about that. No one cares. Reproductive rights for trans women? How privileged do you have to be for that to be your care in the world? Imagine having no other cares in the world other than that. That is a level of privilege I cannot fathom. It's ridiculous. You don't care about getting food on the table? You don't care about climate change? Even? No, we have to talk about reproductive rights for trans women. That is preposterous. Um, you know, it's always stuff like that. Um, but anyway. But you're right. This is, yeah, what, I mean, this is what we're dealing with. My, I think the most interesting thing to watch is if the Democrats party tries tries to intervene or just lets it go to kill this wing of the party. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what we were talking about the last time is what 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 happens if this goes to a convention? Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. Mitt Romney. Oh, what was my it. other question? What was my other one? I think your other one was Bloomberg. Yeah, can't remember. But I think we we covered that in the last episode. Yeah, we covered so, it. Before we move on, we forgot to mention our friends at Freedom First. There you go. They still have 10% off for you. If you go to freedomfirst.co, put in the code didn't say, all one word, you get 10% off. And if you're feeling really awesome, you can get our logo shirt there. And like, why wouldn't you want to do that? So anyway, head over there. There you go. And now we're going to talk about... Oh, uh, well, Russia. Yes, we... Russia's back, y'all. Because we didn't beat that with a dead horse. <laughs> beat it like a dead horse. I don't know. I always get that phrase All incorrect. of these Bernie supporters are now... Basically. Being... <laughs> <laughs> are like... Uh, wait, these Trump supporters, they, they, they were right. This is nonsense. What's going on here? This is just the establishment being like, we don't want Bernie Sanders, just like the establishment didn't want Donald Trump. Yeah, and they're like, $250,000 on Facebook, that doesn't do anything. It's like, yeah, you think? That's what we've been saying and how for much over the, three years. How much years. did the alleged Russian bots in 2016? 25000 That's literally one-tenth. It didn't do anything. Absolutely nothing. So Karma it's been is hilarious. So Trump said that Schiff leaked it. I'm not sure who leaked it, but the point being is, is that the Sanders campaign was informed by the FBI that Russia was interfering in the Democrat <laughs> primary on in order to help the Sanders campaign. Um, whether you choose to believe that that's true or not, that is not for me to decide. I personally think that, you know, every nation in the world tries to interfere in every other nation's election. So if there were, you know, some Russian bots interfering, sure, probably. I'm sure there are Chinese ones. I'm sure there are Iranian ones, <laughs> you know? Um... I'm sure there are bots from several countries that are, you know, online and social media that are social media groups that are trying to influence the election. Why wouldn't they? Um, 
like he said, you know, we, we worked in digital advertising for long enough to know that the amount that's being spent just is it's a drop in the bucket. It's not it's not something that's it's actually like less than a drop in the bucket. Yeah, it's not something that's even worth How much, spending that much. Didn't you time tell about. me uh that YouTube gets like a hundred billion dollars in advertising a month? No. What was it? Fifteen billion a year. Fifteen billion a year. Okay. So YouTube gets fifteen billion a year. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Facebook gets more than that. Yeah. So twenty-five thousand dollars versus fifteen billion. Yep. Do y'all think it made a difference? No. <laughs> no. No. It certainly. It's certainly. Yeah. Especially in an election where the earned media and the just amount of media coverage around all of this is just so insane that um, you 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 just read an article like that, you just go that that's that's not true. That's not what's happening here. Um, but yeah. So now Bernie Sanders is. Well, I mean. The funny thing is, is that if there was a candidate that you would think the communists would support, it would be Bernie Sanders, <laughs> the man who honeymooned in Moscow. Um, not to be confused with Mayor Bill de Blasio, who honeymooned in Cuba. Um, but, but you know, he's a lifelong socialist, democratic socialist, however you want to call it. Um, you know, he's the exact person that you would think would be a useful idiot for the 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 russians (laughs) but um the fact is this sounds more like a establishment trying to discredit bernie sanders rather than something that is actually threatening the integrity of the democratic primary and i mean they already tried to fix iowa and embarrass themselves and frankly nevada didn't do themselves too many favors last night either um so you know we're looking at a party that already can't count and they also have no creativity they just keep using the same two stories around and around on different people yeah yeah meanwhile bots everything they accuse trump and bernie of doing hillary clinton literally did yes yeah (laughs) which is how they got the playbook in the first place so, it, <laughs> like, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, 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 but it is what it is, you know. Um, at some point, like it, as as much as it pains me to quote this particular person, but what Mitt Romney said at the beginning of the impeachment trials before he proved himself to be one of the world's biggest <laughs> morons, but he said at the beginning, "Look, if everything is an outrage, then nothing is an outrage." Right, and it's kind of getting to the point, well, if everyone's a Russian bot, then no one's a Russian bot. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) Um, And it's, we're kind of like, okay, well, you think everyone is a Russian bot. Well, no one's actually, you know, acting on behalf of Vladimir Putin, despite what Lawrence O'Donnell might be screaming into a camera on Friday nights um, and talking about how the president is, you know, put Richard Grinnell as the head of the, you know, national, or director of national intelligence post uh, at the orders of Vladimir Putin. I mean, you know, just insane person talk. So, I I mean, when you put all that aside, it's as discredited as the establishment, and frankly, the intelligence community has been shown to be over the past three years 
um, now they want us to believe that this is some sort of actual credible threat to our democracy, which, of course, it isn't. <laughs> Just like it wasn't in 2016, it wasn't in 2018, because the Democrats won in 2018, so it couldn't have been a problem. No, well, it wasn't a problem then. Right? Right? They're interfering in this election. They interfered in 2016, but they didn't interfere in 2018. Uh, they took that one off. Yeah, you know? they were like, meh. They took we that don't want to be seen as racist. They took that off. <laughs> uh, so that's where we are and so that leads to South Carolina this week so President Trump is in India he's going to have a rally in front of like 7 million people amazing yeah, India so loves him it's crazy he is loved around it's the awesome. world you guys he is, he is loved the media would like to tell you differently but it's a, it's a lie people he's love him he's loved around the world yeah 7 million people I don't know if that's true or not that's a number that I saw but I guess he's going to you know, it's 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 gonna be uh, it's gonna be quite the trip for him. Um, um, hopefully, everything everything goes smoothly. Uh, it's certainly a country that every day we are growing clo- closer and closer with, in terms of our relations. Um, and India's importance in the world just continues to grow each day, each day. So, definitely a really really massive trip for the president, um, in terms of setting our foreign policy agenda for the next five years. Uh, as he's president so um yeah big one there but uh tuesday night we have the debate i'm sure wednesday thursday friday will be some sort of cnn msnbc town hall type situation going on somewhere congressional black caucus event what have you then we have the south carolina primary and uh so i think we're just going to end this um so i'm looking at the Real clear politics poll average for South Carolina, which again, how much can you put trust mm-hmm. into polls? But um, be that as it may, it is hilarious to look at because Biden has this green line and it's up at the top at like almost 40 and it's just gone down mm-hmm. into the right, which is not where you want to be. <laughs> and he now supposedly has a three point lead, but I think that's being extremely generous. Bernie's going to win it. And Bernie went from nine when it looks like Biden was at 38. And now Bernie's at 21 and a half. Mm-hmm. Bernie's going to win it. And Steyer's gone down. So right now, according to, if it was taken today, according to Real Clear Politics, it would be Biden one, Sanders two, Steyer three, Buttigieg four. I think it's going to be. I think that's going to flip flop. Yeah, I think it's going to be Sanders, Biden, Steyer. I mean, how much longer after South Carolina is Super Tuesday? It's like a couple days. It's like mm-hmm. three days. Yeah. Okay. They're all probably going to hang on because like what's three days? Yeah. But after after Super Tuesday, I mean, Klobuchar drops out. Warren drops out. Gabbard drops out. They, like they don't have any money. There's no way they have any money. They won't have any money. And then we see if Steyer will drop out because he has money. But does he want to continue lighting it on fire? Yeah. <laughs> And if he drops out, then it's Biden, Sanders, Buttigieg, and Bloomberg. I mean, that's the thing. None of them are going to drop out before Super Tuesday because none of them want to see Bloomberg do well. Right. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting 10 days here. It's going to be interesting, folks. Yep. Um, All right. We'll come back with an episode after the debate. Yeah, we'll do something on Wednesday night. Probably Wednesday, because like I'm not staying up after Tuesday. No, 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 no. We'll be loopy. Yeah. 
Um, I don't have a Trump tweet of the day. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Halt the presses. Let's go while we're young. Okay, I have two. One is just Trump being awesome and factual, and the second one's funny. Okay, first one. Crazy Bernie and the Democrats should see this. I have done far more for the African-American community than any president. Secured funding for HBCUs, criminal justice reform, opportunity zones, school choice, record low unemployment, and so much more. The best is yet to come. And then the funny one, in my opinion, are any Democrat operatives, the DNC or crooked Hillary Clinton blaming Russia, Russia, Russia for the Bernie Sanders win in Nevada? If so, I should just call in Bob Mueller and the 13 Angry Democrats to do a new Mueller report, Democrat edition. Bob will get to the bottom of it. (laughs) Oh, man, he's so good. See you on Wednesday.